You like this throwback right here? What is it? Oh, is it you say Catholic? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was telling uh, my intern, Ben. Sorry, I'm trying to turn off my laptop. Um, I was telling my intern, Ben. He's like, how do you know Alex? And I was like, I think I've met him like twice in 10 years of knowing him. And since the last time I talked to him, we've talked or in person. We've talked like every day about something for like 10 years. Because <laughs> like, I was telling him I was going on this podcast with you guys. And he was like, he was like, when's the last time you talked to him? I was like, honestly, I talked to him on the phone like two weeks ago. And besides that, it was like six years before that. So, yeah, dude, it was with those, uh, was with, with those, uh, those like linemen. Yeah, it was with Scott with the uh, Inuret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good old Scott. He had cancer or something. Uh, sorry, I didn't know you guys are recording, but he had cancer or something like that. Really? Yeah, he beat it, but he he had like a, a some sort of cancer. I don't know what type of cancer, but he had it. Oh my god, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. I, I have him and like Ryland Spencer on Facebook, and I think he posted about it at some point. Is he still running that like your account? Uh, Ryland, he does. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he runs or was part of like Whatcom County Preps. They like because they were doing that big recruiting account that was around when we were in school. And okay. then I think he just specializes now on like just Whatcom County for some reason. Um, cause I think we get a lot of like talent up here, but not a lot of people talk about it. And so it's like Whatcom preps now. So I don't know about the rest of them, but they do like this podcast, um, like every week breaking down the games. It's kind of cool. I listen to it from time to time. And how did, how did he end up? I have no idea. But I feel like I'm so right. Yeah. Well, he would go to like three games a weekend or something like that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you're a football fan, you're either like normal or you're a fucking psychotic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, high school football, especially. Like, I don't really care about high school football unless I coached it, right? But I'm not going out to the local games as an adult. You know what I mean? But no. it's really cool that he does. Are you, did you end up doing it? Are you going to end up doing anything with you with him? No, just based on kind of what what happened with all the hazing stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, they kind of went through and like revamped like the whole program. And it was kind of a bummer because me and my colleague, Morgan, um, we did a lot of good stuff with them. Um, if you remember, and like we had like all the like the breakdown of how every kid improved and like on average, each kid got stronger and faster and all the stuff like we had like the every it was like a study and it was like hey art stuff works and then they're like cool never mind and then they're I, as i told you and kind of complained about it right like they're doing like four by 12 deadlifts and like you know doing sprints in between doing bench press and all this type of stuff and i'm just like you know that's a bummer but it's gonna make them stronger so i, I guess i don't know mentally if not anything so well if you if you don't survive you'll at least keep them Exactly. Hey, your back will either be up, or it'll be the strongest thing in existence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so you you got you guys are still a little like glitchy, but I'll do my best to like follow along with questions and stuff. 
Okay. Oh God. Yep. Well, you're clear on our end, so it's clearly yeah. your problem. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll try my best. Like I said, it's like the the or like Alex said, like the dual farm Wi-Fi thing. <laughs> tell tell Gio to get off the there. I know Jess is outside distracting him because, of course, right when I sat down to like get ready for this, he like freaked out and was like, "I want to play with you now." And I was <laughs> like, "You know, that's and Jess is doing whatever he's doing with her outside." So, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually really talked to you, Morgan. So this is really cool. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Heard you talk to Alex on the phone once, but other than that, too. Yeah. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly so no this is awesome it's it's been really cool to hear about all the stuff you guys are doing and um going to florida and all that stuff it's been awesome so uh yeah cool we'll start out with an icebreaker um Mm -hmm. if you because we've been doing all of our podcasts with icebreaker okay um you could be in any sport or event in the olympics what would it be we're talking uh, Olympics, not in the Olympics, Olympia, yeah, Olympics, Olympics. Okay, or winter, uh, like, like, what, what do I think I would currently like be good at, or like, just in no, general, if, what, what I, okay, if you could do anything in the Olympics, probably this is going to be a generic answer because I'm a bigger person. I'd say like shot put, but I think it'd be cool to be like a long dis, like a good long distance runner with my body. Like just to have like a two hundred sixty pound cross country runner. Um, oh no, what's the one with the skiing and the shooting? What's uh, that called? Oh, I mean, it just left my brain. Um, I know it's not curling. I know that's how <laughs> no. it's. <laughs> no, I you're, 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 okay. yeah, it's not curling. Oh, but yeah, it's the one yeah. that that because it has to do with the gun. That's what I would do. Okay, but hear me out. Big man curling team. The biathlon. Yeah. The biathlon. Uh, yeah, I'd be a biathlete. I'd be a a bi a biathlete. That is what I am. Oh my god. Yeah, big man curling team. I'd be I'd be down for that. But no, I would honestly like a long distance cross country runner with my body, or like a shot putter, or a biathlete. That would be the the three because I I just think the long distance runner would be kind of funny at my size. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. What about you, Al? Well, I can't say curling hard, Rob. So I'll be just fine. There's there's some freaking sport. Yeah. Oh, weightlifting. Weightlifting would be cool. Sorry, I'm kind of interrupting you, Alex. Now we're talking. Is that your answer? How did we not even Olympic weightlifting, is that your answer? Yeah. We're we're, we're going to go weightlifting. All right. I am torn between figure skating and um, bobsledding. I always thought bobsledding was like bobsledding. Yeah, the figure skating tracks. You're a dancer, right? Or do dancing? Yeah. So that tracks. Yeah. I always loved watching the Olympics for that purpose only. Yeah, figure skating. Whenever it's on TV, like when the Olympics are around, and like you're at wherever, and it's just on the TV. Like I always get like watching the figure skating is one of the more impressive things because of how like on the edge of everything they are. It's like that in gymnastics. They're just like on the edge of like collapsing and breaking a leg. Right? It's it's insane. Yeah, there's a lot of 
coordination that goes into that and yeah. that being creative is pretty impressive. So I changed yeah. my answer. I want to go beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably what my, my wife would do. She was in college. She hated beach, but normal volleyball. She was like, but yeah, beach volleyball and speedos, I'd be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd just be the American team and Gitos out there, Gene Speedos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, gotcha. All right. So I know you guys already kind of talked about how you know each other as far as like football. I've never met this man before in my life. <laughs> You're frustrated. Sorry, continue. Anyways, um, so Scott, I know we've talked a little bit about how Alex got into coaching, but what is how did you start working into like personal training? What did you do before and how did you kind of get started with your business? Yeah, uh, that's, it'll be a, a long answer, but that's, you know, that's why we're here. Um, so uh, I've been working out since I was 13 years old, just for like football. Um, Cause I wanted to be strong for football as a skinny kid. Like when I first got into lifting, I was like, you know, freshman, I was like six, 380 pounds. Um, and I wanted to get bigger for football because I wanted to be a tight end. I was like a receiver or something like that. And I wanted to be a tight end. And then I started lifting. My uncle actually gave me this weightlifting program that I still have. He gave me like a bench for at home, like a barbell and some plates. And like, I just started like lifting and he gave me a program to follow. And then like, I found out I started liking lifting a lot better than the actual football part of it. And so like, then I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like, as soon as I touched a weight, I was like, this is my thing. Uh, and then I was also that kid, like, it's kind of the corny, like, motivational video things. But I was that kid that would love to go to the magazine racks and get like the, like the magazine of like Jay Cutler was on it or like Phil yep. Heath, I guess when I was like 13, Phil Heath was all over and I was like, I want to look just like Phil Heath. And when I was a freshman in high school, I was already taller than Phil Heath, right? So I'm never going to be Phil Heath, but. I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I would go through and just do all those workouts, like the like the muscle tech workouts or like, this is Kai Green's forearm workout. And I would do that and just like hammer that. And so anyway, so I started lifting for football and um, went to college and played football and actually did not like college football too much. So I quit and I started lifting. Um, did my first bodybuilding show when I was like 19. Um, and I was coached by my good friend, Kyle. Now he's the owner of our gym, um, or one of the owners of our gym and, uh, started training and I started wanting to be a personal trainer back then, but I like, didn't know what it took to be a trainer. Like I was just like, Oh, I kind of like lifting weights. I could also show someone else how to lift weights. And it didn't really like, that's not what personal training is. There's like the other half is like personal. So I got into firefighting for a little bit. Um, I, I this kind of I, I always say this is a corny answer, but I always just kind of wanted to help people, um, and so that's why I want to do firefighting. But I felt like firefighting was super reactive because that's the job, right? You're you're doing whatever you're doing at the station, and then the call comes in, and then you have to go help someone when they're having the worst day of their life, right? Or sometimes they're just calling for whatever reason, but not to get into that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> you're yeah yeah there, but and I just felt like it was really reactive, and like I said, that's part of the job. But I didn't love doing that. So I started doing the training aspect. Um, once I could just be in the gym more, um, for my bodybuilding, right. I wanted the, I wanted to be around the gym more to help with my bodybuilding. With firefighting is really hard. You're sleeping at the station or like you're, you know, I'm missing meals because I I've gone out of the station for six hours or whatever. And I just wanted to kind of get into the training side. So I was kind of doing the the firefighting half, like I was, I was part-time firefighting. I, I was trying to be career and I was doing like 
the other half personal training. And I got to a point where my business was starting to grow. And yeah. I was like, okay, I, I'm half assing two things. When I, I need to whole ass one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I've told Alex that a billion times. So I started whole assing the personal training. Yeah. And part of it too, like I, I became a personal trainer just to be more proactive with people's health um, as opposed to reactive. Um, and also I just love being in the gym and all that. And then coaching wise, like for me, I've got a lot of family history of health issues and heart issues and stuff like that. So I always understood bodybuilding wasn't going to be the forever thing for me. I love bodybuilding completely, but I was like, okay, looking super far down the road, how can I still stay involved with something that I love doing? Um, while yeah, exactly. While still being like involved with it without it being as much on me because I genetically, my heart's not going to be able to handle everything about bodybuilding. Right. So, um, so I started coaching and I also started coaching too, because I was tired of seeing a lot of athletes, especially in Washington, um, get hurt by their coaches, like hearing about a lot of females. Like I have, there's this one coach in town who I'm not going to name, but they, have coached four of my female friends and all four of them lost their menstrual strike cycle for like six to eight months after their show and their diets were horrible. And it was just like, yep, you're eating 1300 calories for 16 weeks of prep. And that's how we're going to get you lean. And it just was like, I was tired of watching that. I was like, I feel like I can do this better and healthier. Um, not to say bodybuilding's healthier or anything, but, because when you start, exactly. And that's the only way you know how to prep. Like you got, you maybe have five, 10 shows in you before you're like, man, I, this sucks. And I don't know if I can do it anymore. And that's when you get the people that are yeah. like, prep ruined my body. And it's like, well, yeah. yes, but it's because of the way you prepped. So exactly, exactly. Choice. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that to condense everything into really short, like, like what, like my coaching, my business and stuff. And kind of my business is split between two different things. So I have my bodybuilder clients and my like longevity and health focused clients. So the majority of my health and wellness people are like my in-person people that I see. So it's like the thirties, forties and fifties up to all the way to seventies clients that I have um, that are more focused on like, Hey, I want to play with my kids. I want to be able to retire and fly around the country and be able to move and do stuff. And so that's honestly like the majority of my clients, like my in-person clients that I see at the gym. Um, and then my 5%, 10 to five, five to 10% of my clients are my bodybuilder clients that are like, either I train a couple of them in, uh, in sessions like Lee or Una or sometimes Danny. Um, but the majority of them are going to be, uh, my online coaching. That's like, you know, I, I see Taylor at the gym, but I don't train her. I coach her in just via online. So that's kind of, that's how I run my business because I feel like if it was just bodybuilding, it would get stale. And if it was just lifestyle, it would also get stale. So, but I also have to separate those because bodybuilding stuff isn't necessarily conducive for lifestyle and lifestyle stuff isn't necessarily conducive for bodybuilding. There's kind of, you have to go two different ways. And so that's how I run my business to make sure I don't get bored and stale. Well, and I feel like even the attention level, uh, like Alex and I were kind of talking through, like, especially like most people that are doing like a bodybuilding check-in with their coach, like they have some sort of idea of what to expect, whether they've had a, another coach up like previously, or they've just like followed a bunch of bodybuilders. So they know what checking pictures look like. They understand why you need the information, or at least they, after explaining it to them once, it's good. But like sometimes with the lifestyle clients, it's like, 
Okay, well, you still didn't answer all the questions. So can I like track down your answers? And can I like, yeah. like ha- it's more conversational and less data driven, I guess. It's like, well, okay, your goal is to play with kids. How often have you been doing that? How's that going? Like, are your knees still hurting? Yeah. Right? Versus like, hey, how was that lift? What was your progression? What was, so I think yeah. it's, it's kind of nice because the attention is very split as far as what details you need too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a different type of coach that they get from me in that aspect, right? Like sometimes my bodybuilder coach can be an asshole. Like he, he can be and um, and not every lifestyle person. Yeah, exactly. Not every lifestyle person is going to need that. Right. And, it, and it, if they get that out of me, they're going to be like, Oh, this guy is a jerk. Right. But the bodybuilder sides, like sometimes that's needed and that's okay. Right. And sometimes people are like, you know what? Yep. I do want that bodybuilder coach. And then they get that bodybuilder coach and they're like, oh, never mind. I'm actually more of like a lifestyle, like, like for example, for right? <laughs> exactly. Like, and you guys know this, but just for whoever does listen to this, right? Like people are like, you know, what? hey, I want to compete. I want to compete. And then the check-ins are constantly like, hey, like this happened, this happened, this happened, which is fine for lifestyle. I'm not going to, I don't care. Right. Like if it's like, hey, you know, I've, my kids had a birthday this week and I'm going to eat this thing. It's like, cool. If your lifestyle, that's fine. But if we're bodybuilding and we're 20 weeks out from a show, it's kind of like, that's not really what we want. And so they, it kind of, yeah, exactly. So that different kind of coach mind, it's helpful in that sense to, for me to separate those two clients in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, just, it's one thing to like mentally like have a concept of what that commitment and that consistency looks like of like, it's easy to say, Oh yeah, I can be consistent. Oh yeah. I, I can do that every week. And then when you get in it, like it's so much harder when there's the temptation to go do something else or to have an alternative yeah. or cheat on your diet. Like it's so easy to say you won't be tempted until you're in the situation of being tempted. And then you're like, Oh, fuck. like I really want that cake. And yeah. I, I can't say no, this is, and that when that keeps happening, then that's like the, the idea of, well, maybe competing is not great for me right now. Like if you still want to do it, great, but maybe not in today's time zone. Yeah. And which that's completely fine. And it's something that I talk about all the time, competing is not for everyone, right? Social media now makes it seem like competing should be for everyone. Right. But go to the honestly, gym. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like it's, it should be going to the gym for, yeah. Like going for the gym for more, like, do you actually enjoy it? Okay, like then just go to if go to enjoy. It. You don't have to go to compete. Like, and you can still train like a bodybuilder and eat that cake if you want to, and that's fine, right? You don't have to feel bad about it. But it's just a mindset change. Like, if you're competing and you tell your coach, like, "I'm not going to be stoked," right? But if you're a lifestyle person, I don't care. I, I do care, but it's like more so like, cool. I want you to enjoy that time with your family. I want you to do that. Yeah. But if you give me a goal, I want to care about the goal as much as you should care about it. If I feel like I'm going to start caring about it more than you do then it's more like, okay, maybe like you said, competing is not in the cards for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you normally prep people when you do for your bodybuilding clients? Like, are you six, do you stick by like the 20 week, 20 week rule, 16 week, like assuming that you've worked with them long enough to get them in a, a decent spot to start? Yeah. It, and it totally depends on the person, right? So I'll use Danny for an example. Um, so Danny, she's the other owner of my gym. Um, she's actually her peak week starts today. Um, so she, uh, we've been working together for a long time now, like almost like two years, I think. And so 
we we've been working on getting her back to competing in this and that. And I think we started technically at like 24 weeks out. And this is something Alex does too. And he's, he's talked about, but like I break it down into phases. So I almost do like a, a pre-prep. So like for Danny, I did like 24 to 20 weeks. We do like a pre-prep, like get that first layer of fat and water off. That's like, that generally drops pretty quick. Um, and then I'll do like a 20 to 16 week. That's kind of like a maintenance phase, maybe lose a couple pounds, maybe lose a little bit more, but that's where, so like the 24 to 20 weeks I'll do like, you know, you can still have your one weekly cheat meal, but we're up in the cardio. We're kind of lowering stuff. And then that 20 to 16 weeks, it's like, okay, let's drop the cheat meal. Um, let's make sure that we are just kind of maintaining and lowering that weight, maybe just a little bit, but not like crashing down. And then 16 weeks is where we kind of like hit the pedal. So it kind of, it depends. There's like a 10 week cushion there, I guess, eight week cushion, um, to get your body kind of going. Right. Cause I feel like at least this is for me personally, when I do this with people, if you start at 16 weeks with someone, even if you've worked with them for a while, that first four weeks is just getting the normal fat off. So why not let her like the, the easy fat off. So why not just get that done quicker? So then you can utilize refeeds a little bit easier and not have to push cardios high and stuff. And cardio is going to end up getting pushed high, but it, it, I feel like extending that prep makes it a little bit easier. Um, another example, not to talk forever, but like Taylor right now, she's prepping for a show in April. And so she's like 32 weeks out. And so like for us, for her, it's like to give her a timeline to make it feel like, you know, there's some urgency there. So like the next two weeks we're pushing right to 30 weeks. And then from 30 weeks to about 25 weeks or 24 weeks, we're going to do like a hold to make sure we can hold that weight, let that poundage mature. And then, like I said, that 24 weeks out is where we kind of really get it in. So kind of long answer to your short question, but it it depends. But usually I like a little bit longer preps. Yeah. Yeah. And most of your clients are like most of your female competitors are figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that seems to be what most uh, my competitors are a figure i have one bikini girl right now two kind of uh una is the one competing in six weeks and then aaron she's uh master's bikini but um, she might do figure next year but most of my girls are figure funny enough as that is you're really just doing girls for competition right now you? yeah it's mostly females i mean that's honestly i have a couple dudes um i have max who's going to be competing he's a younger guy um, I've got Juwan who's going to be competing next spring. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. My intern, Ben, he's going to be competing next fall. Um, but it's mostly females. So I've got a couple, um, but it's, you know, it's kind of like I started with like Jordan and Taylor. And mm-hmm. so it's mostly been girls that are like, Oh, yeah. I want to look like them. And so it's more that kind of, and then you get that exponential growth of like more no, females and then. Yeah. exactly and so it's not that i'm like oh i want to work with more girls it's just like that's who i kind of started with that's who gave me a chance and then that's who i've had good success with and so more of that comes back yeah i feel like that's probably the same for yours too yeah so far i mean it's like just like a couple of young dudes for men right but they're not not really in a place to start competing and no, so but they have that that goal in mind so. yeah no, exactly i'm with you there plus i feel like it's just more common in general especially at kind of like a local level but yeah yeah well and especially like i don't know the women's divisions especially bikini it's one of the biggest divisions as far as like the number of people that enter whereas like it's just getting few and far between for some of the men's i think i feel like men's physique and classic are usually pretty big depending on what show you go to but usually of 
a pretty good showing of people. It's just that open because it takes so long to get there. I mean, it's not you've been weightlifting like that for that purpose since you were like 10. It's just you're not going to get there until you're in your 30s. Right. But. Yeah. And then another thing with that, too, is and this is completely fair. Like me and Alex are both, you know, in the grand scheme of things, fairly new at this. Right. It's a lot. I feel like it's a lot harder for dudes to trust another dude with yeah. certain things. Like even as me as a dude, like it's a lot harder at my age. And I'm, I try to be humble with it, but like, Oh, I'm going to trust this other dude. That's also my age. It's like, nah, I can just do it on my own, bro. Where I feel like a lot more females are a lot more like, you know what? Hey, I don't know how to do this. I'm a lot more humble. Let me actually ask someone that I don't know what to do. I feel like a guy's guys are a lot more like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. It's fine. Especially in the gym. I know what I'm doing. Where a lot of females are like, Hey, yeah. I don't know everything. 20, yeah. That 20s decade of ego, and you either like take it with you into your 30s or you, like leave it at the door in those late 20s. Yeah. Maybe the ego's not that important. <laughs> hey, bro, should I both yeah. come in and talk to you for a minute? I'm not going to do anything you tell me to do. Exactly, right? The free advice, and I'll take it into yeah. advisement. Like, what would you do? Okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> Yeah. Or, you know, they're, they're going to choose a, a really high level coach. And this is something that I've done. And Alex has done too. They're going to be like, you know, what? I'm going to pick this high level coach because I want to look like their clients. And then we don't get that in return because we aren't those big clients. Right. So instead of looking at the newer coach, that's trying to prove himself, they look at someone that's already proven because they already have, and I've done it. Right. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Like I had like, Oh, I can't be coached by this person. Cause I want to be at this level. It's like, no, like, they don't, the high level people don't have as much time for you as they should. Right. So well, trust someone else that is trying to prove themselves. Yeah. The yeah. high level people got yeah. by training some nobody when they were a nobody and turning them in. Exactly. So exactly. Or they did themselves and became big and then decided to start coaching. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that just comes with the territory. I mean, that's the nice thing about social media is that we've gotten the opportunity, like you get the opportunity to see all these big names, but then I feel like it just adds to the frenzy of, I need to work with this person because I want to look, will look like that. Like, well, we're forgetting the, the whole like body structure, genetics, the fact that he's five, two and you're six, three, like it just doesn't, quite, you're just never going to, yeah. and same with women. I think, I feel like women are the worst at that, but. Some of that is just how we've always been conditioned by society to look a certain way. And it's like, well, your body's not built that way. You're not ever like, I will never be a bikini athlete unless I choose to not work out for the next like four years. And let yeah, exactly. Like, it's just the reality. And even yeah, so, exactly. I, the structure is set up for that. We've talked about this. I just, my, my knee joints in general are big. Like my ankle joints are big. I look like I have cankles, but there's no fat there. It's just my joint. Yeah. It's just a yeah. It's a nice big round ankle. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, so you have a dog and you take him to work, right? Or does he stay home now? Uh I he stays home now because he has anxiety. Um <laughs> he he uh we do have geode, he's outside right now. Um we got him from the Humane Society uh back in April. Um and we, we brought him here and I, I had, so I had my desk at the gym and I've got like my, I had a crate there and he was cool there for about a week or so. Like he would just come with me and just hang out. And then as he started getting like more attached to me, like, so we have this big long turf at the gym that I walk back and forth on with my clients when we're doing warmups and he would start barking and like, 
he would see me or like if I would get out of his view, he'd bark and freak out. And, you know, like I said, the first week was eh, okay. Like he was perfectly fine. Second week, he started to get a little bit more anxious. And then the third week he was having just like complete like meltdowns about like not being able to see me and not being able to be next to me. And I was like, okay, this isn't really conducive to my mental health or his mental health. And so we didn't really want to leave him at home, but as Alex probably told you, and you've seen, I, we live on 24 acres. So, and we've got a decent sized house. Um, and so it's, he can be in the house all day. And then I get home early afternoon because I start clients at like 6am. So he was great here. Now I can let him outside and he just runs outside. He doesn't run away or anything, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he just stays around and, um, goes in the woods and runs around and hangs around me. And so he's a German shepherd Husky. So he's like a herding type of dog and like a, a pack like type run. of dog. So yeah, the, well, well, he doesn't like to run too much, but the, I think the shepherd keeps him around, but um, <laughs> he likes to stay with like his pack and like me yeah. and Jess. And if me and Jess aren't around, that's more when he like freaks out, but he does like his like alone time now. Like when he's at home, he just kind of sits and lays on the couch and waits for us to get home. He doesn't tear shit up anymore, which is nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I love all the geo stories, man. It's, it's funny to think of geo pictures. <laughs> I know. Especially since they're both kids. Well, yeah. Let me take that back. Matt, Matt. Max is on Ambien. He's like an old man. He just sleeps <laughs> yeah. all day long. Max, well, Geo is on like every form of meth there is. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, Max he, ever yeah. taken down um, blinds or curtains. So I feel like yeah. Geo has it. Yeah. But. Yeah. And Geo, well, he's so since, like I said, we live on 24 acres. We've got a lot of wildlife. He's eaten many rabbits, he's caught a couple birds um he chases deer constantly he just has like a really high like prey drive and he'll just like he, i don't know how he catches rabbits he's not that fast but he does and just yeah it's he's he's definitely on crack when he wants to be <laughs> so, is yeah, he exactly food or does he eat just like a normal dog he eats like a normal dog he's not fancy like mac um i know mac does like chicken and rice and berries and oh, stuff God. but yeah our dog is Freaking hyamine and yeah, he's got allergies. So every, we have tried yeah. every single type of dry food, wet food, and every time he eats it, his eyes get all red and watery. And oh. so we just, I'm like, fine. He still itches because I think he has like outside allergies too. But he does better on like a beef and rice or chicken and rice. Dude, it's che- I swear it's cheaper. It it is. I think yeah. so. But we just use our love. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet, and it's it makes it easier, right? If you guys are cooking that food anyway, might as well feed it to them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, so, it, no, that might be that might be something we try. Sorry, go on. Oh no, you're good. Is Gio uh, like the issues, or you're just he has? We call him his like anxiety poops. He'll get like if he gets like really anxious, like if we're gone for a long time. He'll like go outside and he has a very, Jess calls it a very opportune butthole. And so like, he'll like run outside and be like completely fine and normal. And then he'll just pop a squat (laughs) and he'll, and not to talk about shit on this podcast, but he'll just like, so much will come out. And I'm like, how are you holding that for like eight hours uh, while we are home or like six hours or whatever. And then like, he'll poop a bunch and then he'll run around more and then he'll poop a bunch again. 
And so like, I don't know, that's why I call it like his anxiety poops, like, or if he gets around, like, like if we go to a uh, trail and he's around a lot of dogs, he'll poop like three times. And I'm like, how are you pooping? He eats twice a day. Like, I don't understand like how, like, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? And so that's why we call it his anxiety poops. And we noticed that too, when he, uh, we got him from the Humane Society. His gut was just kind of screwed up for a little bit. So we might try that chicken and rice and just some stuff. Man, everybody's jumping on the gut. Oh, we, we got all sorts of gut. I know. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. So, Scott, you're not currently training for bodybuilding. So talk a little bit about what you've been doing like for yourself or food and, and training-wise and what that kind of looks like for you. Yeah. So it's funny enough, I'm actually – and I've talked to Alex about this a little bit. I'm getting back into training like a bodybuilder just for now because I I, I do miss it. But um, to kind of get into it, like, say that again. Bring it back, baby. Come on. I know. I know. It's, you forgot that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, we'll see. Um, but for, like, the past six months, like, I don't know how much uh, – well, I post about it a good much. I don't know how much Alex told you. Or I, I guess there's other people that are listening to but. About six months ago, I'll, I'll call it. I had a pretty like decent like mental breakdown over over bodybuilding. Um, I, I laugh about it now, but it, it's it's a serious thing. I, I just got to a point where I was working with a coach that was great, and it's funny enough going back to like you know you ask for a certain thing from a coach, and then you get that, and then it's like oh I don't know if I wanted that. Um, and I and I worked with a coach, and he was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed working with him, but uh, it was just a little too much for me, um, and it got to the point where like my body was just like kicking back and not feeling very good. And my mind was not doing very good. And I basically just threw my hands up and I was like, fuck it. I can't do this anymore. And, um, so then right after that, like a week later, uh, Jess and I went to Italy, which was awesome. That was a really good reset of being like, I'm not around the gym. I'm around really good food. I'm around a different space. Like I was just, it was, it was really good. And then coming back from everything. Yeah. And then coming back, I was like, okay, what do I want to do? And I started running because I was like, okay, I want to lose a bunch of weight. And so I started running and me and my wife, my poor wife, like bless her heart. She would get up with me at 4 a.m. Cause I'm a psycho and I like getting up at four and she would run with me up and down our driveway for like 30 minutes every day. And I just, she was like, okay, I'll support you with it. And we were doing it and we're doing it. And I was running and I was still like 250 pounds. Like, yeah. um, and that hurts after a while. And so I, we ran for like a good, like two months, like two months straight, like three or four or five times a week. And then I literally, I was, I was doing that plus CrossFit stuff, plus powerlifting type of stuff, plus bodybuilding training. I was working out like seven days a week plus strongman stuff. I was doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And like, was the purpose of that just to like figure out what you liked and something in the air with bodybuilding or was it literally to just stop your system and see what your body could do? No, it was completely just like, I was trying to distract myself from not from losing my purpose of bodybuilding, if you will. Um, and then to also like, just seeing what I liked and like, I've done all sorts of different type of training with football and bodybuilding. And, you know, I've been in a gym for a while. It's like, I wanted to try a few things. And so, um, uh, one of my colleagues, Morgan, he built me up like a athletic program, um, that helped me a lot. Cause also something I noticed too, on the farm, I was like not moving really well with just strictly bodybuilding training, like trying to like carry stuff and like build things. I was like moving like a robot and my joints hurt. And so anyway, so I, that eight weeks of like running and bodybuilding and 
just trying everything. Plus I had just gotten off pretty much all my gear and I had this thing in my mind that I was going to be able to get off TRT, which I've been on TRT since I was 19 because I've got a hereditary issue of low testosterone. And so I was like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm trying basically I tanked my testosterone. I was overtraining. I was under eating because I was trying to lose weight. And this is what happens when you don't have a coach. Like I know all the, like saying that out loud, I know those things are bad. And, but I wish I had, and Alex was there, you know, trying to tell me, but like, it's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I literally woke up one morning and I was like, I feel like I can't get out of bed. Like, I was like, I can't like my joints hurt. My body hurts. My brain hurts. Like everything. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up. Like I was like, I can't do anything. And so, um, I take, I took a step back. It's like, okay, what do I want to do? And that's where I really started. Like, I tried like one thing I tried like strongman training or like strongman mixed with like the program that I told you about that my uh, colleague and friend Morgan made me and that worked really well I really liked it it made me feel a lot better I started doing like some Olympic lifting stuff like cleans uh, just because I was like I want to try it I wanted to try something that I had never done before because as you know like when you get off gear like I did um, I'm not as strong as I was so if I continue to try to do that type of lifting I was just mentally not going to be able to take it very well and so I basically was like, I need to try some things that I know I can get stronger at because of form and technique and stuff. And so I've done that for a little bit. And then like the past like month or so, I've just really been like missing training like a bodybuilder. And so um, I'm I'm getting back into it again. And I've just, just for the fun of it, not really like, I don't know if I'm going to compete again. I I, will see, but Jess and I are trying for, you know, kids and stuff like that. And that takes a big toll, uh, like for bodybuilding kids are way more important than that. So, um, and then food wise, I've been doing this silly thing, the carnivore and fruit diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's like meat and fruit based because my inflammation was so high when I like was doing all that stuff and I just needed to drop inflammation. And so I tried that and I really liked it. Um, I've done that for the past four months. Um, also, I like trying stuff so I can help my clients at different things because yeah. I want to be like, oh, if I try this, maybe it'll work. I would never recommend that diet to a client. Like it is horrible to sustain to like, I would find like, so I would get like the frozen fruit from Costco mm-hmm. and those bags of mangoes. And I'd be like, oh, it's fruit. I could just eat it. And but my Costco is like 15 minutes away. I would eat like a bag of those mangoes on my way home from Costco because my appetite was just like so high. Right. I'm like, oh, it's fruit. It's on my diet. It's fine. I'm fine. Still, uh, yeah. 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 And so I would just sit there and eat fruit. And that it's sugar. It's not like re- refined sugar, but it's still sugar. And my stomach and everything would just hurt. And I'm it's it's nice because you're not really gonna get fat off that diet, but you're not gonna feel good because you're pounding so much sugar. Um, and what I mean by you're not gonna get fat because you'll get to the point with the fruit that you feel sick, whereas like a donut or something like that, like you get to that point where you get a lot more calories in. Um, but I would never, never recommend that diet to any client because of just like the sustainability with it. Yeah. Even for me, who's been, I've been bodybuilding and I can eat the same shit every day. Even for me, I was like, this is like, I'm just start, or I'm not starving. I'm just like craving fruit all day, which isn't the worst thing to crave, but it was, it was good for a few things, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually officially ended that today, but it was a good like four, three or four month thing to do. Well, so, I, I think with that too, like I've done, like even on prep when I got down to like super low carbs and it was basically like chicken with a little bit of fat or like just very minimal on those last couple of weeks, I was like missing the crunch. Like I was literally yeah. like, I need to chew on ice or something because like I literally feel like I need something that's not like just soft. <laughs> Yeah. 
like a mental health, but yeah, it's yeah. Kind of just like your body is creating the action of chewing, even though it's not necessarily like lacking nutrients. I, I'm just trying to get the picture. Exactly. You're driving home from Costco. You chop the through the mango. You're... Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I was like sitting there, and like like I said, it's like a 15 minute drive, and I'm just sitting there, just like throwing, yeah, literally like throwing mango in my mouth. And I got home, and I realized I'd eaten like the whole bag, pretty much. Well, and I was like, "Oh, get more!" Oh, no. oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking. Funny. And, and like I said, that's not eating a bag of mango is not like the worst thing in the world. But at the same time, like your body, like when you eat too much, it doesn't get sick right away. But I was like, "Oh no!" Like this is not. I've got, I've got a yeah, I've got a bag of mango in my stomach. This is not going to end well, and it didn't end very well. So, oh, it's funny. Um, so going forward, what's the plan with food? Are you gonna kind of go back to maybe like a less intense bodybuilder type, like scheduled meals and meal plan? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's funny. I just laid this out. So I'm gonna still do because uh, I like the fruit, and I just did a lot of my blood work, um, and it helped improve a lot of my stuff in my blood work. Like a lot of my electrolyte, like the sodium, potassium, all that type of stuff was a lot better. Um, a lot of like, obviously like all my immune system stuff was a lot better. My kidneys were a lot better, which was really nice. Um, so there's definitely going to be stuff I incorporate, like instead of doing as many veggies as a traditional, like bodybuilder diet, I'll just do fruits and stuff like that instead. Cause I'm not like in a prep or anything, but I'm going to go back to a more like bodybuilder style diet. Like, you know, uh, chicken, le- like leaner meats. I was eating chicken before, but like for dinners, I was having salmon every night, which is, it's a good healthy meat, but it's like not as lean. Right. And so I was doing like four eggs in the morning. And so instead of four eggs, I'll do like two eggs and 200 grams of egg whites. Right. And so like, kind of just, that's my plan going forward. And I'm not trying to gain weight or lose weight. I'm just trying to, you know, kind of the term like recomping. I'm going to like sit here for like four to six weeks. Um, kind of see how I feel, see how my strength goes. Cause that's another thing with that fruit and carnivore diet. Like you have good pumps like, like that, like you get them really quick cause the sugar, but they burn super fast. So it's like, you got a good 45 minutes of a workout. And then by the end of it, you feel like a flat balloon. Like you're just like moving stuff and you're just like, there's nothing in here. And even today, like I ate rice for the first time in forever. Um, and I was like, I, my pump lasted like the full workout and I still feel like, full and nice and like round whereas before i would just like i'd blow up and get really veiny and then like and then blow up again and so um i'm just curious to see how my body reacts to it a little bit different this time especially since i've gotten a break from the traditional bodybuilder diet for the first time in six years yeah Yeah. well and i feel like uh i mean that just goes to showing you the nutritional density of like certain food it's like that's one of the things that always cracks me up when people are like oh i just want to do like a macro plan yeah because you have the pizza in your diet yeah, and you, I'm sure you can make that work. But what what other foods are you going to put in that macro accounting for the day to make that pizza fit? That now your yeah your calories are technically still on, but like your body did not use any of that the way that it should have. Exactly, and then like on Sundays, like Alex, I mean, you both see me post it every Sunday. I just eat like an asshole. I just like I eat and um, yeah, and so that. <laughs> exactly we're like it's sunday we we have our sabbath where like we just don't do anything um and so we we do things that rest us and fill us full of jesus and all that good stuff and part of that for me is eating off my diet and i go pretty ham on that so it, it's my ex offensive lineman and alex get this it's that offensive lineman belly where it's just like 
I can just eat forever and, and like I can eat until I get sick and then eat more and, and then eat more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I and I get it out of my system once a week. So I'm still gonna do that. And so that's I'm not like that's where I'm not like prepping for a show, right? Like were you 90, that even when you were on your carnivore? Yeah, I was still doing that. And that helped give me a little bit of a break. Like um, but it was just for that one day of like complex, like carbs instead of just like the fruit. So yeah, I would just, but, um, just for my mind mentally, and I mean, 90% of the time following it. And then that one day, and it's, I still eat all my protein. That's the main thing. I make sure I get all my protein. It's just carbs and fat. Fuck off. I don't care. I just want to be a fat kid. So, <laughs> so are you, so now that you've kind of done sort of all three. I know you and I used to, or at least you can yourself in super little volume. Like, if you're doing like maybe one or two sets of like squats a day, you know what I'm saying? Versus like you've been winning through like blue stuff. Or, yeah. You just got sh- shotgun to the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what, what do you think about rolling back to, you know, do something more like a hybrid sort of deal? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a hybrid kind of right now. It's you know, I, it's of course since I'm training with Mike Van Wick in like four weeks, I'm trying to like, yeah. I guess you could say copy a lot of his stuff so I can kind of feel it. But kind of what I'm doing right now, uh, it's a combination of a lot of different things. So there's there's some volume, there's some uh, like higher intensity stuff, and then there's also some like lower volume stuff. So um, what I'll kind of do is I'll do like a warm up where I'll do like. Uh, a superset of a couple things. I'll go through kind of like my back day this morning. Like I did um, a superset of like rope pullovers where I'm really trying to feel that tension and feel that connection. And then superset that with like single arm row type of things. And so I can really like get the blood in there and I'll just go back and forth between like, you know, three sets and I'll do like 12 to 15, nothing really to failure, like nothing. I'm just trying to get blood in there. And yep. then I'll go into like a heavy movement. So today I was like, I was in my garage gym. And so I was like, I just want to do some bent over rows, uh, which I haven't done in forever. But like, I, I'm not going for like, as, as you guys have both seen and I posted, like I, I've squatted and I've deadlift a lot of weight. I'm not necessarily wanting to do that anymore. I've already done it. It just, so for me, I'm more going for like, okay, I can barbell row two plates with a good connection. I'm not swinging. I'm feeling good. Like that's where I kind of want to be. Um, so there's kind of like my lower volume, more like strength movement um, for like a leg day for right now. That's like a leg press or like a, a chest day. That's like a incline Smith machine, something like that. Um, and then after that, I'll do like a more higher volume type of isolation movement. So like after my rows, I did, or, or yeah, my barbell rows today, I did like a, a pull down. I did like three sets of eight to 12, like in true, like failure working sets. Um, my last set, I did like a drop set. So I did like, I think I got to eight and then I did a drop set and then I did like eight or 10 more. Um, and then after that, I'll do like a giant set of something like kind of the traditional, like Milos giant set that and I've really been liking that where I'll do like a, a really like just to, so I'm pretty pumped. I've got like my warm up, which was kind of a pump. I've got my strength stuff. I've got my kind of more isolation and then I'll do like a, really just like shotgun like i'm gonna be done so like today i did like a chest supported cable row superset it with rope pullovers again superset it with uh going back to like this chest supported cable rows again and then i did like a seated cable row and so i just did back to back a ton of reps like really just like Mm -hmm. bleeding it out and then i'm done 
And so for me, like time-wise, that kind of works and it kind of gets the itch for all of my training. Like I like training heavy. I like training with high volume. I like training with like supersets. And a lot of times you see on the internet, it's like, you can't do all those. It's like, well, I'm going to do like one of each of those and get a really good connection. And then I'm going to be done. Right. I'm just like, right now I'm just training for fun. Right. Like I'm not, yeah. I got in the camp a long time ago of like, oh, I, I got to be super precise with the logbook. I got to be this. I got to be that. Like, oh, this can't touch this. Or like, if I get, if I'm going to do deadlifts, well, I can't do a spine support reported thing. And that's great and all. But now I'm just like training for fun and making sure I feel good. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, that's kind of what I'm doing. Long answer to your short question. But. No, awesome. I mean, Have you heard our podcast before? All we do is give long answers to short questions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that that's good. Like, uh, obviously, like, like you said, like it's on the grand scheme of things, we're we're definitely not the professionals that have been doing this for like thirty years. So, like, it's it's just kind of cool to see like everything does work. So, like, for people to kind of sit in their own camp of shit like that all the yeah. time, it's just no, dude. Just just flip hard, dude, and it's it, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. Exactly. Yeah, behind. Like when people sit in one camp of like this is the only thing that works, it's like, well, it might have been the only thing that worked for them simply because it's how they like to train. And so usually where you find the most enjoyment is where you work the hardest. So if you don't really like low volume stuff, but like pushing really heavy weight, you're probably not gonna do very well because you're constantly gonna be psyching yourself out on what that heavy weight should be. So yeah you'll see a lot better results from something you enjoy because you're willing to work at it. So I think, I mean, in reality, it, it all does work. It just comes down to what you prefer doing and do that. So if you prefer doing it all, then try it all. If you like one over the other, then focus on that. But No, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think the big thing... You know, you're good. I, it's tough with the connection once again, but I think the big thing is like, what I got stuck with with like the really low volume is I stopped feeling the muscle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big one that I think a lot of people miss out on. It's like, like I have a couple of clients that I I've been working a lot with like tension points, like a lot of the Mike Van Wick stuff, which is awesome. And I'm learning, but I've worked with clients and I've done stuff and they're like, oh, I just feel like there's like, it's warm. And I'm like, well, like that's a pump. And they're like, Oh, that's what that feels like. And I, that's something I need to do better as a trainer. But like some people just don't know, like yeah, what a pump feels like. Yeah. Yeah, it, they're like, well, this was hard and I get sore. But like, if you're not getting that connection, then I don't know if you're growing a ton. Like I've gotten to that point with like the really low volume where I'm like, yeah, I'm squatting a bunch of weight and I'm sore. But like, I don't know if I felt it. And I'm not saying you need to feel everything and be so slow and controlled that you're feeling every single fiber. But like, you should feel something, I think. And just like, yeah, there's a point to squatting a bunch of heavy weight. And I love doing that. But, you know, I'm gonna squat to be the most advantageous to lift the weight not necessarily to work a certain muscle so you know i don't know how well that works if you're not feeling it but if you have a really good connection doing that low volume and like i think a lot of people do like let's say like a dorian yates probably had a really good connection doing that but i don't think a lot of people can do that because a lot of people don't know how that feels right yeah i would agree mm -hmm. yeah what yeah. else? What else you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Get back into bodybuilding. So, uh, how's the bar? How's the bar? Yeah. Oh, insulin. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a bit of a holding pattern with the barn gym. Um, I finished the insulation on everywhere. There's not going to be wiring. Um, I was, so my uncle, he, he's kind of an everyman's handyman. He does like plumbing, electric, like everything. And I was like, Hey, would you mind coming out and helping me with electric? I had an electrician buddy that was going to help me, but he got busy. So I was like, I'll just have my uncle come out. I'll be, you know, I need to redo a couple outlets and stuff. And, um, he opened up that fuse box and whoever did the electrical in there before completely did it not right. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to touch this. Like, this is incredibly like easy. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to touch this. We're not going to. And so I've got, I have an electrician coming out next Wednesday. That's going to just redo all that to make sure it doesn't catch on fire. Um, and then also I need to seal the roof. It's an old aluminum roof. And so, which in Washington, when it rains, uh, obviously that leaks. And so, the in Washington, that's right. And so we, when they riveted the roof on there, either one, it's an old roof, or two, they missed. And so, like the water leaks through, obviously the missing holes. So I'm getting that cleaned off, and then I'm going to get it resealed instead of doing a new, you know, twenty thousand dollar roof on it. And so, going to get it resealed, and then uh, get all the insulation, and then drywall, and then do the bathroom. So I'm hoping to have it done like operational it'll never be done it's just like bodybuilding right there's always going to be improvements but um it'll it'll be operational i'm hoping by december and january um to uh like to take clients out of and then eventually i want to do like better garage doors and i want to get like a, a sauna and cold plunge in there one because selfishly i want one but two so i can work with clients out there and then kind of stack clients and so what i mean by that is like work yeah. with my client and then be like okay now that you're done let's say they're like a lifestyle person not necessarily focus on muscle growth it's like okay now go do some cold plunge and sauna and so they can do that while i work with my next client so it's like one they get a better benefit and two it's also a way to kind of like stack people and go through and so that's kind of like the the outlook on that so i can have like my own like wellness area i guess that's great. That, that'll be really cool, especially just because like it, it's a just different environment for people too. It's not it's not a freaking commercial gym by any means. So yeah, that would be that'll be really yeah. cool in Bellingham, especially. Yeah, and I'm I'm a little bit out in the county, right? Like I yeah, you haven't been here, but you've seen like pictures, and so like I'm only ten minutes out of the city, but it's still a little bit different. So to have the garage doors open and to see the big field, it's just a different environment. And I've got a lot of clients that they either have partners or them themselves. They're not like completely comfortable in a gym for whatever reason, which is completely fine. Like that people are, that's fine. Sometimes I don't like to be training in a gym. Sometimes I like to train on my own and, um, you know, or like their, their husband is like, you know, they need to lose a significant amount of weight. So they're not comfortable being in. So it's like, Hey, instead I have this option at home where it's like, you can train here and you don't have a bunch of eyes on you. And then eventually, if you feel comfortable, you can work into working with me at the gym, right? So it doesn't have to be like cut and dry, like, nope, I'm at home and nope, I'm at the gym. It's like, it can kind of be a feeder system for a lot of people that struggle with getting in the gym themselves. Um, and then too, for when Jess and I have kids, it'll be a lot easier to be like, okay, well, Monday and Wednesday, I'll be at home watching the kid and I can train out there. So Jess can work. And then Tuesday, Thursday, she can work from home and I'll be at the gym. And then so we can kind of so we don't have to pay for childcare or if we eventually want to homeschool or something like that. We can do like a, so kind of just planning for the future. Not everything's going to be perfect. Right. But it's it, it'll be a good, really good setup. And then even if it doesn't work out, I'll have a badass garage gym and no one can take that away from me. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. And what is just doing her work right now? She's a office director at a dental clinic. So she works for it's Roots Dental. Um, she started there as a receptionist and she's worked up into being like an office manager, office director. So um, she's really good at like uh, administration stuff. Um, she wanted to go to um, medical school at some point, but she can honestly, we could do another podcast at some other point and talk about her whole thing too. That would be kind of cool. But um, but yeah, she, uh, she, she works there and she really likes it. She's actually going to Austin next, uh, next weekend with her boss, um, her boss and her boss's, uh, wife for like a wellness clinic that they're going to try to open. Um, so, and she might direct that. And so, uh, like IV therapy and cryotherapy and stuff like that. So, um, we, so she might be working towards that but she really likes like the admin and planning stuff like that's really her thing she can sit there and look at stuff and plan stuff really well so she she's she really likes it good good yeah when you said work from home a couple days a week so yeah well, oh, are you looking for anything uh, you know I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah um well if you had to share one thing with our audience of like five people what would it be i think that i think you'll have more than five people eventually if you guys keep sticking with this you're, you're doing and it's just obviously keep sticking with it but no um uh i guess one thing that kind of comes, anything yeah uh one thing that kind of comes to mind um I, it could be a lot of things that we really talked about but like one thing that you said, Morgan, it's like kind of leaving your ego at the door, just with like a lot of things. I think a lot of young men struggle with that. And I, I'm coaching high school. I'm around a lot of young men or when I was coaching high school. And I think that's a big struggle with a lot of people. It's like leaving that ego at the door and like being able to learn and listen. Um, that's something like having um, Alex as a colleague and a friend is really important. And I'm saying this like you're not here, but like being able to have someone that can give you an ego check or like not necessarily an ego check, like, but more so like, Hey, this is something I want to, I'm going to do with this client or I'm going to do with my training. And then having that person be like, you know, Alex being like, ah, actually, what do you think about this or this or this? Like being able to be willing to have that friend and not just have friends that are just like, yes, people. Um, so kind of to reiterate, like the leaving the, leaving the ego at the door. And then another thing too, is like, kind of what I talked about at the end with my training, like just enjoy the shit that you're doing. Uh, that's a big one. Like I, I tried a whole bunch of different stuff and I liked it, but it wasn't long-term for me. And I love bodybuilding. That's just like, that's me. I've been bodybuilding since I was 13 years old. Um, I can try to be a bunch of other things and, it, and it, I'm glad I tried it and I can implement that stuff with other clients and I can implement that stuff on myself so I can be a better you know, trainer of a bodybuilder, like training myself as a bodybuilder, like certain things that help my joints and stuff like that. But just do stuff you enjoy as long as it's good for you. Like don't do heroin if you enjoy it, right? <laughs> just like do do things that you you enjoy and, and you love and um, you'll be you'll, you'll be all right. That's kind of my my spiel. Do things you enjoy and love and you'll be all right. And, uh, you know, and love and praise Jesus. That's another thing I'll share too. So. I love that. I love that yeah. too. Yeah, it's well. We definitely got to do something instead of you know like every ten years or something. Yeah. No, I would love to. I would. I would love to keep doing this podcast as long as you guys keep having me on. Um, I. I like to be a regular at some point. Um, I told a few of my clients like 
oh yeah, I'm going to be on this podcast. My buddy Alex is a lot of people know who you are because I share your stuff a lot. And, um, and apparently some people think I, some people think I coach you. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, he's not my client. I'm just really excited. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that was funny. Like, oh, I need to fix. I had like multiple people like, oh, how'd you fix this gut health? I was like, I didn't do anything. I'm just telling you, like, if you have gut health issues, fix it because this is how much of an impact it can have. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd I'd love to do this more. I like talking. But anyway, I told a few clients that I was doing a podcast, and um, you know, my clients hear me say the same shit every day. But you know, it's other people that might want to listen that, and you know, podcasts you can get kind of long form and stuff like that. So. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, I'd love to do it more often. This was kind of fun. I like to talk, as you guys can tell. So, yeah. Have you have you met me? Well, no, you actually haven't. But well, like, I haven't. <laughs> podcast is just me talking. So, oh, yeah. better if we do like an actual like coach's corner or something. So now we got Scott. Okay, we can do a coach's corner like yeah. once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'd be done to do that. And also, if you guys ever want to come here, Jess is redoing our guest bedroom today, actually, and we're going to get a bunch of stuff. So we'll actually have a setup for you guys if you ever want to come. And I know you guys are moving to Florida. That's like the farthest you can fly. But yeah. <laughs> I have a question, though. At this okay. place, are there gluten-free waffles? There are gluten-free waffles there. Yes. <laughs> it's been decided. Actually, I wonder if it's cheaper to fly from like probably. Orlando to Seattle it probably or Bellingham is. than it is for Billings from State. Billings, yeah. yeah. Okay, at Billings yeah. sucks, and so every ticket anywhere is like at minimum five hundred dollars. Like, yeah. Well, I was I was gonna I looked into flying to go see you guys like a few months ago, and I was like, why is it six hundred dollars yeah. to fly from Seattle to Billings? Like, that makes, and it costs. I bet if you yeah. took a flight to Bozeman and rented a car, the whole thing with the car rental would be cheaper. Probably. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because like my my flight from I'm gonna fly out of Vancouver to Toronto. That's yeah. like a cross country flight. It was like 150 bucks. Like that's and that's a way farther flight than from here to Billings. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 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 the yeah. Exactly. Is, the one reason I don't like going to Washington for the holidays to see his family is because, especially around the holidays, it's so expensive. Anyways, no matter where you go. But then every time. Yeah. Flights, it's like a thousand dollars a ticket. I'm like, I guess we're driving. Yeah, exactly. In the car, like versus an hour and a half on a freaking plane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, well, we'll have to make that yeah. happen. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd love to keep coming on if you guys will have me. So technically, Scott, yeah, we could count Scott as first ever because I follow this food plan he gave. That's right. Right. Technically, yeah, that, that's true. You could technically count it as that. So, this is the OG okay. code. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's right. I love it. It's worth having to see when I, when I was doing that for all, like, I like, got through the roof and I'm like, actually, for the first time in my life, so it was just like eating food. Yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> Burger King or whatever you were eating. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. Cool, cool. Yeah. Sweet. For sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, I got to go pee, but uh, thank you guys for having me on and I hope you guys have an awesome day. Yeah. You too, buddy. You too. See ya. Bye. Bye.